All right, let's pray. Father God, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just being good to us, Lord. Thank you for uh, just uh, this week. Uh, it's exciting. There's a lot of stuff happening. I, put, I thank you for the things that you uh, have done already and the things that you're going to do. I pray that these uh, the Bibles get where they need to go on time. Uh, I pray that lives are changed uh, and that we have just a small part in uh, just that whole process of getting to put together your Word. And uh, It really is humbling, Lord, to know that uh, you entrust us with such a uh, an amazing thing uh, to get the the word of God uh, into people's hands, even in different languages and everything else. So I pray that you would uh, just anoint the conference, uh, just uh, speak through the men who are going to speak, uh, Lord. And I pray that uh, just lives are changed, uh, even here as the preaching goes on, and in, uh, in in the people's lives who get these uh, Bibles, Lord. So I do pray that you would uh, just. Uh, do a mighty work uh, through that, Lord. I pray for uh, just the Passpoint class. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of people in and out for different reasons. And uh, Lord, I do pray that you just continue to bless uh, your people. Uh, I pray for uh, Chris and Lauren and uh, his aunt and uncle uh, as they uh, are, are sick, Lord. And I pray that you would just uh, be the, the healer, Lord, and just... Uh, allow those things to, to come together and uh, you just be with the doctors and the nurses and uh, just give Chris uh, and Lauren the words to say and, and uh, just uh, just be good um, compassionate uh, just uh, servants through this and uh, Lord I do I uh, just pray uh, that you would just bless uh, this morning as we uh, jump back in or jump really into the book of Joshua and that you would just uh, uh, give us something that we can take and, and use uh, as we uh, just go in and about uh, our daily lives, Lord. So I uh, pray that you would just uh, uh, speak to us this morning in Christ's name. Amen. <laughs> All right, if you got your Bibles, open up to the book of Joshua, chapter 1. <clears throat> We're going to... Uh, We're going to get through the whole chapter, whole chapter 1 today because... Uh, We'll see. <laughs> you know how that goes. But uh, before I do that, uh, I've been talking to you guys, and some there's lots of people in and out, and so this is kind of like last chance. Uh, we're going to do these things called uh, rad groups, and so if you know what I'm talking about, uh, you're tracking, and if not, I'm going to give you just a really quick uh, rundown of what that is. Uh, I think... I'm going to have just a little bit of time this afternoon, and so I'm going to try to put those groups together, and I'll text them out to you guys. And so, what I'm what I, what these are uh, these these we're calling them rad groups. So, reading, accountability, uh, and devotional groups. And so, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put anybody who wants to. If you don't want to, that's fine. Uh, that's on you. Uh, but. Uh, some people have their own reading plan and they're doing great with it but uh, if you're like me sometimes I struggle with it sometimes life happens and I just I, I'm not as uh, consistent as I need to be uh, in the word or or with you know getting the word to people and so uh, basically anybody who wants to I'll put you in a group of three or maybe four people uh, and just it's basically a, a, a texting type of group or you guys can call or whatever but uh, just to keep yourself accountable uh, in the word so you would read a chapter or two chapters or however much you want to read you don't even have to read the same thing with your group it's not like that uh, it's just basically uh, an accountability way to be in the word so that's the obviously the, the R the reading part of it just read your Bible it's not really that hard to do so read your Bible uh, the, the A is for accountability you will hold each other accountable you know maybe text you hey you know, what did you read today? Or, hey, have you read today? Or something like that. It's You don't have to be like, hey, I read today to the group. I mean, it's not like that. But it's just if it's a way to keep each other accountable. Sometimes 
if I know somebody's going to ask me about it, I'm going to make sure I get it done, right? And so uh, accountability and then the, the D, the devotional part, this is the part that I think could really uh, encourage us is uh, you don't have to everybody in the group every day, but say you have a group with three people. So on like Monday, I would text the group, um, which I'll tell you right now, I don't like group texts. But if it's just with a few people and it's not like uh, blown up all the time some people love these things so it's just me I don't really love groups but anyway uh, you would text the group hey uh I, this I read this morning. Um, it was, you know, it could be a paragraph, it could be three sentences, it could be, you know, sometimes people send like a book through text messages. But uh, just, hey, this is what I read. This is kind of what I got out of it, you know, and just to kind of encourage the group. And uh, the next day, somebody else would do it. And the next day, so you don't have to do it every day. You don't have, you know, three different people giving a devotion every day. But it allows you to kind of keep each other accountable, show everybody what you're getting in the Word. It gets you out of your comfort zone a little bit, and it allows the people that are in your group to just kind of be like, I never really saw that, or it, you know, it encourages them. So if you want in on this, uh, let me know uh, today, because I'm going to put these together today, and I, I, I'm not going to say I won't, because I would do anything for you guys, but I really don't want to put these groups together, and then like a week from now, like the rest of the class be like, oh yeah, I wanted in on that, and then I have to like reformat the whole thing. So if you want in, let me know, and if not, it's all, it's all good, but I'm going to try to get this done this afternoon. So most of you uh, that that have chose to do it have already let me know so if you're like wanting to just get with us let Paige know let me know and hopefully I can get this kind of put together this afternoon so okay that's kind of that if you have any questions about that just catch me after class or Paige and we can get going but okay so Joshua chapter 1 I'm in numbers that's the wrong book um, so we're going to go through the book of Joshua I don't think it's going to take us a ton of time um, but the book of Joshua uh, there's like a common theme in this book Meredith what is it Huh? You know what it is. <laughs> so I heard something about you had too many friends. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I have a limit of birthdays, special events, occasions. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna leave this class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was just funny. That's what happens. Anyway, so there's there's a common theme in the book of Joshua, and that's kind of why I God kind of kept pushing me here. And it's uh, it's victory and obedience, and it's you'll see it over and over again. And it's just the fact that like, man, if you are just simply obedient to do what God tells you to do, even if it seems like the craziest thing in the world to do, or even if it seems like the simplest thing in the world to do, if you're just simply obedient, there's victory in that. There's uh, there's uh, blessing in that. It depends on how you want to put it. And so that's kind of the theme in Joshua. And so last week we kind of did the little backstory. And so if you missed that, I would encourage you to maybe jump on uh, online or however you get your little podcast and and listen to that because I kind of wanted to give you a little bit of backstory of how we got here. And so I, without I can't we don't have time to go back and like reteach that. And so if you want to get that, but the book of Joshua starts. And it's it's the nation of Israel has been. And I told you I wasn't going to give you the backstory, and here I am. Uh, they've been wandering in the wilderness for forty years. Uh, Moses was their leader, and now Moses has died, right? And so that's the quick backstory. There's a whole lot more that goes with it. Moses has died, uh, and so now it is time for the nation of Israel to cross over Jordan to get to the promised land, right? All the the punishment for not being obedient uh, in the past that's all gone. Uh, those people have all died, and so now it is time for them to get to the promised land. They're they're getting to what God has promised them, right? And so uh, in Joshua, 
1 and chapter or chapter 1 and verse 1 now after the death of Moses so that's that's like this was the turning point this was like the 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 page has been flipped something new is happening right and it's not just because the book of Joshua is starting but it was with the death of Moses now after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun Moses minister right and so God at at this point in history God chose like a spokesperson right a a person that God would download information to and then it was their job to get it to the people right and so it would be similar now the type breaks down always uh, if you're a Bible student you know what I'm talking about but uh, it would be similar to a pastor today right God downloads the information to the pastor and he in turn gives it to the people now I understand you all have your own copy of the word of God and you need to be reading it and you need to be teaching yourself something but it would be similar to that so uh, now Joshua is kind of like God's chosen guy God is going to audibly speak to Joshua he doesn't do that now he does it through his word but he's going to audibly speak to Joshua and he's going to say hey this is what's going to happen and then give it to the people and so that's kind of what's happening here and so there's in Joshua chapter 1 there's this one phrase that's in the book, or it's in this chapter four different times, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Uh, what is it, Meredith? You just—I saw your eyebrows pop up, and I heard you. Phil, what did she just tell you? She said, "Is he going to tell us?" Oh, I thought she knew it already. Okay, so uh, there's this phrase that comes up four times just in chapter one, and then ironically enough, it's only in the rest of the book once. And so there's something God's trying to say here. When you see things like this, like something that just pops up over and over again, it's like God's trying to say something here. He's trying to show you something here. And as a Bible student, you need to like catch on those things. As you're doing your daily reading, you need to be like, hey, that's interesting. Like God doesn't just repeat himself because you know he thought it sounded like a good idea. Generally, he's trying to show you something there. And so... Uh, the, the phrase is uh, be strong and of good courage, right? And it's like, what, what does that mean? And so we're going to talk about that today. And uh, I, have, I have a list for you today because there's always a list that just works in my brain that way. Four ways you can be strong. Uh, four ways you can be strong. Because obviously this is an Old Testament book, right? And so the Old Testament wasn't written directly to you. Uh, we are Gentiles. Uh, we are saved by grace. We're not Jews. Uh, we aren't the nation of Israel. None of this is really written to us. And so some of you know your church friends down the road who uh, don't know how to rightly divide the church would say, well, you can just throw this out of your Bible then because it doesn't apply to you. Well, that's not true. Like, There's a lot of stuff you can get out of this even though it's not written directly to you. It's not written to you, but it is written for you. right? Uh, you'll learn that in D2 uh, someday. But So as you go through life, and maybe you guys are, uh, you, you have it together more than I do. Uh, I struggle sometimes. And it doesn't matter if it's at work. It doesn't matter if it's in my relationships. It doesn't matter if it's in uh, raising kids, uh, in ministry, or, you know, anything in between. I, I just like, sometimes they're, they're like, hey, you need to have all your ducks in a row. I'm like, I don't even have ducks. They're chickens. And most of them are, like, gone now. Like, I don't, there's nothing in a row in my life at times. You know, and, I say that like we have a, a structure and a way we do things, but there's also times that I'm just like I don't even know what's happening right now. Okay, so but my son's just chuckling back there. Like that's how it, like I don't even know. It's like where do we need to be today? We got to go here. We got to go there. And it, 
I, I love our lives. I'm not complaining a bit. But are there times in life, in anybody else's life, where it's just like, man, I don't even know which direction I'm going. Like, I don't even know. I know that I want to serve the Lord with all my heart. I know that I want to be uh, the best husband that I can be. I want to be the best father that I can be. I want to be the best minister. I, I want. I desire all of those things. But I feel like there's so many balls in the air that it's like I can't even catch one of them because I spend so much time trying to catch all of them. Right? And so there are times when it's like I don't feel super strong. I don't feel super like together in life. And so as we go through this, there are four ways that you can be strong and have good courage. You can tackle whatever it is you're going through. You know, you might be going through something where it's just like, man, I don't know what to do with this situation, right? I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. Like, there are too many friends in my life. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just, I'm just using the analogy and rolling with it. Like, do you have Jason? <laughs> my wife. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> We've all got something we're going through, right? Uh, some of it is like super serious stuff, right? And I'm, I'm not making light of anything. Some of it is just like, I don't even know, like, what, I just don't know. And so, uh, the Word of God tells you, man, there's a way to overcome any of that, right? And so that's what we're going to talk about today as we go through this. So, uh, Joshua chapter 1, it's kind of just like a, we've picked up from the backstory and we're just kind of picking up the story. One of the reasons I really love the book of Joshua is it reads like a storybook, right? It, it just, it's not like super doctrinal, like, oh my gosh, what is he trying to say? I can't figure it out. Like, it reads like a storybook. It's a really easy book to read um, until you get to, like, this guy gets this land and it's like, okay, that part's like, it's important, I get it, but it's like the first part of the book reads like a storybook. And so uh, that's kind of what we're going to do today is we're just going to pick up the story and set up for the next several weeks as we get into uh, the blessing part of the book. So now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that Joshua spake unto, or that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua's like, what? I didn't know. Like, yeah, okay. Moses is gone. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. It's like the thing that they've been waiting to do for 40-something years. And now it's like, now it's time. And Joshua's like, and I'm the guy to take the people? Right? Take the people and go over this Jordan, thou and all the people under the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of thy, uh, your foot shall tread upon, that I... That I that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this uh, Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, uh, and unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As, it, uh, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers uh, to give them. It's kind of like God's way of saying, Joshua, you're, the, you're, you're my chosen guy and I've got your back. Right? You are the guy that I'm going to use. Right? And, and honestly, if you're a ministry, this is where you're at. Uh, God has chosen to use you and he's got your back. Even if you feel completely ill-equipped, right? That we were in the Little Lambs last week, and it was just like they were way more than normal, right? And it wasn't bad, but it was just like, where did all these kids come from? Because there's usually about half that many. And I was like, I'm really glad my wife is here. And then she went to the bathroom, and I was like, I feel ill-equipped because there are way too many kids in here, and I don't know what to do, right? God's got your back. It doesn't matter what you're doing. And so the first way you can be strong 
is you can be strong because God has promised you. Promised you what? You fill in the blank. What is it that God has said, I will do this in your life? Like, I don't know. Okay, well, you haven't read the Bible then. Like, God says that He will fill in the blank, right? I'm struggling with getting in the Word. Well, God says that He will be faithful if you will be faithful. I'm struggling with being a better husband. God says, I will give you all of the things that you need as long as you will get in the book. It's funny that it always comes back to getting in the book, right? You can be strong because God has promised you. It says that He tells them, hey, I want you to go into the land that I've promised you, right? From the wilderness of Lebanon, uh, He goes on, He says, there should not any man be able to stand with thee, uh, before thee all there is life, as I with Moses, I will be with thee, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong uh, and of good courage. Unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance, right? Which I swear unto their fathers. You can be strong because God said it was yours. Well, what about all the people in the land? Well, we don't really have to worry about that because God said He was going to take care of it. Well, what about this situation in my life? I, what about the, the circumstances? Well, God said He was going to take care of it, Right? Well, I don't understand how that's going to work. Well, that's perfect because when we think we understand, that's when we get in the way, right? When we think that we've got this, when we think that like, well, all I have to do is this, this, and this. Yes, there are a lot of times that you need to do something or stop doing something. But guess what? Like if you've got a relationship issue in your life or, you know, sometimes the things that you do don't just fix the problem. Like sometimes there has to be just an element of faith that I believe that God will change the heart of someone else. Like, you can only do what you can do. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if we're talking about a marriage relationship or, or a uh, parent-child uh, relationship or anything else. You can only do what you do. At the end of the day, you have to simply trust that God has promised me that if I am faithful, He will be faithful. God has promised me that if I am obedient, there will be victory. And we will see that over and over again in the book of Joshua. Like, God has promised you, be strong and have good courage. Because why? Because God said so. Like, God already said, you will win the victory. Well, you don't understand my life. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, even if your life is terrible, you have something that is, like, far greater that is promised to you in the future. Like, this life is but a vapor. And we talked about that last week. Go back and listen to that. Because, man, too often we're like, well, I guess this is as good as it gets. I better get all of it while I can. Like, that's completely the opposite of what the Word of God says. The Word of God says what you have is coming, and it's far greater than any of that. And so, you can be strong because God has promised you. That's the first way. Like, I just feel defeated. I just feel like I can't... Just God has already promised you the victory in whatever it is in your life. Be obedient, and He will bring it. That's the first way. He goes on to say, this, this whole chapter is like God's way of like telling Joshua, man, I have your back. You need to lead these people. And sometimes, like, husbands, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes it's like, I know I'm supposed to be leading, but I don't feel equipped to lead. Like, I don't feel like I should be the guy to do this. Like, even in ministry, sometimes you're like, you're the guy that's supposed to be, like, leading the thing. And it's like, man, I don't even know, like, which direction to go. And these people are following me. God's telling Joshua, hey, I've got your back. Like, go and lead. Go and do this thing. That's what he's saying. Verse 7, uh, he picks it up again. He says, Only be thou strong and very courageous. He says it again. That thou mayest observe to do according uh, to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book, he's talking about, okay, he's not talking about the Bible at this point because the only book that was written was the law, right? He, we had the, the law that was written down. Uh, but he says, This book of thy law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Meaning, all you need is right here. That's what he's getting at. 
But thou shalt meditate therein. Do we do that? Like, do you just read the Bible and toss it to the side and go back to life? Or, like, are you thinking about it? Are you meditating on it? Are you chewing on it? You shall meditate uh, therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. In case you're wondering, that is the only mention of the word success in the Bible. The only time. Success is in the Bible one time. You want to know how you, you, you can be successful in life? Right? And I tried to not go this way because I think I've taught this before, just teaching on success. But like, there's only one way to be successful in life. Right? There's only one way. What's it say? It says get in the Word, learn it, do it, meditate on it, like live it, then you'll be successful. That's the only way. It's not have a good job. It's not have a good marriage. It's not have all the American dream, whatever else. It's none of that. You want to be successful? Get in the book. Well, it's just what it says. It says, This book shall not depart out of the mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night. You should do according to it all that is written. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You know, I, when we were little, and some of you like are younger than me, most of you, but uh, like I don't feel like I'm that little anymore, but cause and effect. Like something happens and it causes this to happen. It's like a chain of events, right? Uh, the fire doesn't start itself. Something has to start it. Something happens here. Okay, so you get in the book, you read it, you meditate on it, you live it, then something happens. You don't jump straight to the blessing, right? Like modern Christianity wants to tell you it happens, right? You don't just say, you know what? I, I want to be saved, so give me the blessing, God. Like, Get in the book, read it, meditate on it, live it. Then the blessing comes, right? Then all this stuff comes. You need to understand that it doesn't just happen. Like, it takes work from you. It takes dedication. It takes, like, you desiring to be more. And it's not... Sometimes you do, like, you're like, yeah, I want to have my life together, right? I want ducks and I want them in a row. I do. But i like, I don't know what that means. Okay, well, get in the book and read it and meditate on it, right? That's the only way. The second way that you can be strong is you can be strong... Because God gave you the Word of God. You have the instruction manual. Like, I, we, we live in a time that is better than any other time in the world. Right? Like, I, there's been times in my life, I kind of like history. I, I just don't like books. It's kind of weird. But I, I, like, I like watching movies about history. Because <laughs> that's me. Uh, but anyway, I, I like history. So there's, there's been times, like, I've been watching movies, and like, if I could live at any other time frame in history what would it be and it's just like there are some cool time frames but I'm like I'm pretty good with where I'm at right I, I, I like having uh, information in my fingertips uh, I like having the word of God given to me I don't have to wonder like I, I have all of those things so I don't know that I would change it for anything the point here is you have the word of God like well, you don't understand. I've got this situation going on in my marriage. I got this situation going on with my kids. I got this situation going on in the ministry or at work or anything else. And it's like, uh, guess what? You have the answer in the book. Well, I don't know where the chapter is that says, how do I deal with a boss that's lousy, right? Well, you don't know how to rightly divide the book of truth. It is in there, I promise. One of my favorite things about discipleship, like discipling people, is having people come over for dinner and, and getting in the Word and then just talking about life, right? And it, I think a lot of times, ask uh, Phil, right, and Meredith, ask uh, Nick and Kendra, ask Brady and Holly, uh, 
there's a lot of times you come over and we just hang out and we just talk about life. And some people are like, well, that's not discipleship. And I would tell you that, guess what? That is more discipleship than the 16 lessons will ever be. Now, they both need to go hand in hand. It has to happen that way. But, like, sometimes just talking about life, like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, well, I got this, you know, this boss or I got this thing going on or I think this should be happening or this, that, and the other. And it's just like, I don't just say, well, hey, let's go see what the Word of God has to say about it. Because then it's like, well, then you're preacher Jason and nobody wants to listen to you. But we just talk about it. We just talk through it. And it's like, hey, did you know that the Bible actually has something to say about that? Right? And it's just like, I, I use Phil as an example. He actually just left so I can say this. But not not really. No. Uh, I, I remember like a, a several week span with uh, Phil. And it was just, it was fairly recent in the last couple of years. So I remember this. But it was like, every time Phil would come over, he would come over and he would have like this this new thing going on. And I don't even remember exactly what they were. But it was like always something new. And every time it was just like, well, you know that the Bible does have something to say about that. And he'd be like, are you serious? Right? And it was just kind of like revelation after revelation. And it's like, that's discipleship. Guess what? We live in the age where it doesn't matter what you're going through. The Word of God tells you the answer. It really does. Now, you might not like it. You might not like that it says that, well, I have to do what? Well, I can't do that? And I understand. Like, it's not written, uh, hey, how to fix a marriage chapter. Like, where's that one at? Right? Well, no, you know what it tells you? It tells you how to be a better husband or you how to be a better wife. It doesn't say that it's going to fix them. Right? All you can do is control you. Like, that's the world we live in. Right? It's the same thing with your kids or anything else. Like, you got teenagers that, like, all you want to do is just, like, scream. How do we kiss them all the time? Yeah. Something. Like, it's in here. Because it grows your character. And as God grows your character, like, that's the whole goal in the first place. And so the whole point is you can be strong because you have the Word of God. You have the instruction manual right here. You really do. Now, guess what? There are times and situations and, and, and circumstances where maybe like you were wrong for so long that now that you decide, you know what, I'm going to live by the Word of God, it takes time to like to prove that, guess what, this isn't just another thing, right? I remember when Paige and I got saved, uh, there were some people uh, in our lives that even people, we were really close family members, and, you know, people, Christians, uh, that said, well, it'll wear off, right? The new will wear off. That'll wear off, right? Like, you know, your, your zealousness to the ministry and to do and to go and like, it'll wear off. And it's just like, man, praise Jesus. It's been like, how many years has it been? I, math is hard, but 13-ish years and it hasn't wore off, praise Jesus. But like, that's not what, you know, I don't want it to wear off. But sometimes, like, you have a relationship or a circumstance or something that is so broken that, like, it takes time to heal. You know, you can't just come to your wife one day and be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I was wrong for a long time about this. Good talk. We're better now, right? It doesn't work like that. You know, sometimes I wish it would. but uh, Or even with your kids. Like, I spent a lot of years uh, being gone. I was working a lot of hours, right? You know, and uh, we were minister and I was in HBI and I missed a lot of time. It's hard to just go back and fix that. And so it takes time to do that. And so don't think that, well, I have the Word of God, you're right, but it doesn't just get better because I decided to be better. Well, sometimes you have to prove it out. Sometimes, you know, it's kind of like going on a diet. It's really easy to, like, lose the first 10 pounds. I just quit eating, right? I didn't eat sugar. I didn't do this. But, like, to, to continue to grow in whatever you're doing, uh, or with a diet example, to not grow in what you're doing, right? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you would be both, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, me too. Uh, it takes time, right? And so when you decide to do something, you have to be faithful with it. You have to continue on with it. So the second way you can be strong is you can be strong because you have the Word of God, right? You have the Word of God. Verse 9. He says it again. He's just like over and over again. Have I not commanded thee? Like, Joshua's like, I didn't even ask, man. You're just like telling me over and over again. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and have a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou go, where, 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 whithersoever thou goest. I can't hardly read it because I've got a bunch of stuff underlined and my writing's pretty little anyway. So, whithersoever thou goest. The third way that you can be strong is you can be strong because God is with you everywhere you go. The day you get saved, the Holy Spirit, and I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, indwells you, right? He's in there. You don't get more of it as you grow in Christ, right? That's called sanctification. You do grow in Christ. But the Holy Spirit, it's in there. All of it you're ever going to get is in there right now. Now, you need to learn how to use it. You know, it's like somebody, you know, it, it would be comparable to this. Like, Mitch, you could give him, like, a new, the new craziest type of, like, gun. And Mitch would be like, man, you just like do this thing. And I'd be like, all right, I gotta have to learn how to use this thing, right? Uh, it's gonna take me a minute, right? Now, you give me like the newest kind of power tool, and I'm, I'm gonna school you all on something, right? Because like there's a better way to do it now. And so it just, it just depends. So we all have areas that we're like really good at, right? We, we have an area that like that is my expertise, okay? God says, it doesn't matter what your expertise is. I'm going to be there with you, right? You have all the Holy Spirit you're ever going to get. You have to learn how to use it, right? I have to learn how to use whatever it is. I have to learn how to be the best at whatever I do. But it's not like I have to like pray, God, give me more of your Holy Spirit. Like You have all of it. It doesn't matter what the circumstances you're in or you're going through. Like You're struggling at being a parent. You're struggling at being whatever it is, like a good employee. You're struggling at being a good leader in ministry. Whatever it is, you're... God is with you in it. Like too often, I think as Christians, that might be the number one thing that we just simply, not that we don't know it, but we just forget it or we don't live it out. We think that we're going through like whatever it is by ourselves, right? We feel like we are just going through it alone. We're going at it alone. We feel like we're Joseph in the pit, right? There is no water. <laughs> it's very specific, right? We feel like there's nothing there. Even if it is just you, even if your your spouse is like off on the crazy train, even if that never happens in my house, uh, unless it's me. But even if like you you feel like you have no connection with your kids, even if you have no, you just feel like you are out on an island. Like God is inside of you, the God of the universe, the God who said, "You know what? I think I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to create a man out of the dust of the ground." Like He lives inside of you. Like we as Christians just simply forget that. And you're like, no, I don't forget it. I know it. Okay, well, you're not living it because I'm not living it. We just don't... The God who said, you know what? Here's the Red Sea. I'm just going to like part it apart for a minute. You know? Uh, The God who said, you know what? Um, Some of the craziest things in the Bible. (laughs) He lives inside of you. You have the power. You have the ability to do anything if you just simply... allow God to do it. Too often we're like, yeah, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to let Jesus come with me. Well, that's not how it works. You know, it's kind of like the Jesus is my co-pilot sticker. And just, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, right? Like, the, it's the, 
Jesus is your co-pilot, really? Like, okay, because, you know, he probably couldn't fly the plane on his own. Like, why don't you just get in the trunk and let him drive? Like, at the end of the day, we have the God of the universe living inside of us. You want to know how you can be strong? Just live in that. Just understand that, you know, you know what's that uh, song? I don't, I don't really love. <laughs> Not that song. <laughs> Not that song. <laughs> I'm gonna skip right over that one. I don't love Christian music. Not that I don't like Christian music. I just think some of it's just really watered down. But uh, what's that? I think it's Jeremy Camp, uh, the same power who. Uh, or how, how's that go? Man, I'm really butchering this up. Uh, um, the same, the same God who uh, rose Jesus from the grave, right? The same God who did all of those crazy things, He lives in us. Like we forget that sometimes. Like you just simply, you want to be strong. Like Meredith's laughing at me now, right? I was gonna sing it for you, but no, I'm not. No. No. <laughs> We forget that the God of the universe lives inside of us. We're like, I don't know what to do with this situation. Well, guess what? You don't have to do anything. Allow Christ to do it through you. Okay? Allow Christ to do it through you. That's the fourth way, or the third way you can be strong. And let's just read the rest of the chapter. And this, like I said, this was just kind of like the introduction, getting us going, and we're going to slow down a little bit as we go farther. But uh, verse 11, it says, Then, so notice that Joshua wasn't like, Are you sure, God? Right? He didn't have a single word to say through all of that. God said all of that to him, and he was just like, okay, right? You ever read something in the Word, and it's just like, I'm not sure what to say to that, but okay. Okay, then, now Joshua, then Joshua commanded the officers and the people, saying, this is what we're going to do, right? He's, he's just like, hey, this is what God told me, we're going to go do it. You know, Joshua wasn't like, well, how are we getting across the river, right? Has anybody like thought this through yet? You know, and we'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks. But like this will be the, this will be my first question. Sounds good, God. Uh, do you, did you build us a bridge? Because the Jordan River is pretty big, and there's a lot of us, and we can't swim. Like I don't know how this is going to work. No, it says then Joshua did what? He commanded the officers of the people, saying, "Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, uh, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go in and possess the land which the Lord uh, your God giveth to you to possess it." He didn't say, hey, God, how are we going to do this? Or, hey, what are we going to do when we get there? Because there's, like, there's a lot of people over there that aren't real happy about us just coming and taking it. Like, there's not any of these questions that would pop into my mind. Like, first and foremost, how are we getting across the river? Right? I mean, the Jordan River is, is a massive river. If you go back in history and you look on a map, and, like, have you ever been like, down here? There's creeks everywhere, right? You ever been up and seen the Missouri River? Like, we, I cross it all the time. We used to cross it every day, multiple times a day. But, like, you can't swim across the Missouri River. Like, they, t- they say that the undercurrents will take you under and you're, like, almost def- definitely going to drown. Like, and you're just like, it's because the current goes and everything else. And so, my first question would be, how are we crossing the river? Right? How is, that would be my first question if I was Joshua. But what's he say? No, we're going to go do it. And the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh spake unto Joshua, or, I'm sorry, and to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, say, this is why I went back last week and told you this story because you need to, it kind of makes sense. But 
Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest, and hath given you this land, your wives and your little ones and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed all the mighty men of valor and help them, until the Lord hath given your brethren rest, as he hath given you and they also have possessed the lamb which the Lord your God hath given them. And then you shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it, uh, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side of Jordan uh, toward the, the, the sun rising. So, real quick, these guys thought that you know the land that on this side of Jordan was good enough. And we read that back in uh, Numbers chapter 20, I think it was, last week. But if you want to go back and read the story, if you weren't here... Um, Basically, they were like, we'll just take our possession here. I know God has promised us good things over there, but we'll take it here. And so uh, Joshua was just like, hey, don't forget, you made a, a covenant with God and with Moses saying you're going to go with us. right?" And so he's just basically reminding them, picking up the story. And they answered Joshua saying, all that thou commandest us, uh, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. According as we have hearkened unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Uh, whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto the words uh, in all that thou commandest him he shall be put to death only be strong and of a good courage it's really interesting that the chapter ends with only be strong and of a good courage so guy comes in and he tells Joshua hey Moses is gone you're my guy like you're in I'm going to be with you in everything that you do hold to my word I'll be there I'm with you in everything you do basically that's, he, he gives him this like amazing pep talk right God comes to Joshua and says this is what I'm going to do for you okay that's really cool and so then what's Joshua do he's like okay let's go round up the people we're going like I don't know how we're going to do it doesn't really matter we're going you know it's going to happen so then he goes to these these uh, two and a half tribes he's like don't forget I'm kind of giving you the summary of the chapter don't forget that you said you were going to go with us right you chose this land that's fine whatever but you're going with us to fight the battle, right? And so they're like, yes, we will go. Mo- or Joshua, we will serve you just the same way we serve Moses, okay? And then he ends the chapter with, uh, they say, you know, anybody who rebels against thee, uh, they might as well be dead. Only be strong and of good courage. The fourth way that you can be strong, and this is kind of applying it to us, right? You can be strong because God has given you other Christians, Right? Too often we feel like we're going through it alone. We're going at it alone. And I understand that we've got the, the Holy Spirit inside of us, but you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to know that somebody's praying for you. Right? Sometimes it's good to know that somebody's got your back. Right? The local church is here for that. The local church is here, so, hey, something's going on in my life. Could you pray? Right? And, and you can actually believe that people aren't just going to be like, yeah, I'll pray, but they're actually going to do it. Right? Some people are like, yeah, that's the least I can do is pray for you. That's the, that's one of the dumbest things we could say. Like, that's the best thing you could do, like, is pray. Like, if you want to get involved and, and put your hands on it, yeah, that helps too. But praying is going to get more done than any of that. Okay, so you can be strong because God has given you this network of people called the local church, called the Passpoint class, called HBF, called the body of Christ to get even bigger, Right? He's given you other Christians. You want to be strong? You want to know how you can deal with whatever this circumstance is, right? I don't know what you're going through. Maybe I, some of you I do know what you're going through, but some of you are like, you've got something going on. You've got a battle that you're fighting, and you're just like, man, I don't know how this is ever going to work out. Like, 
you have all these people around you that are praying, that care, that are, that are in it with you, right? Maybe I don't have the issue that you have, but I'm in it with you, right? And I'm going to go down fighting. I'm going to die trying or die praying that the situation is, is resolved and that God is glorified through it. Like, you have this network of people. Stop thinking that you're going at it alone, right? You have... God has promised you that He would do it. You have the Word of God. God Himself is inside of you and you have this network of people called Christians, called the local church, called the Passpoint class. Man, I don't know why you would think that you're not strong enough, right? I don't know why you would think that you can't do it. But we do. So go back to this. Go back and realize that, you know what? Maybe maybe I can't do it alone, but I have all of this, right? I have these people. Like... It, one of the most humbling things that, that we get is somebody will, will text us or call us or say, hey, can, can you pray about this? Like, for one, you trust us enough to know whatever it is that's going on in your life, but that, that's really nothing to do with it. You, you believe that we're going to pray, right? Paige will be like, hey, so-and-so text, and you know, it's kind of a personal matter, but hey, they want us to pray about it. I'm like, absolutely, and we're going to pray a lot about it because I'm, I'm in it with them. Like, I am... I'm here and I'm going to die trying, you know, and that's what we need to do. You know, too often we feel like we're just like, man, I'm I'm not here on this island. Well, guess what? Ask for help, right? Ask for somebody to pray. I'm not saying you got to get up and like spill your business to everybody. I don't recommend that, right? Uh, I just don't. But find a few people that you can confide in that you know are willing to to go into battle with you, like, and, and let it out there. Man, it's like a million pounds off your shoulders. All right. That's all I got for today. We're going to We'll slow down. Uh, it really gets the, the 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 story of Joshua just really starts to open up as we get into the next several weeks. So uh, we'll start getting to that. We'll slow down. Uh, I do encourage you to be as much of a part of the Bible conference as you can. Uh, it it it's worth it. I'll just that's all I can say. So it's worth it. Uh, make time. With that, let's pray, uh, and we'll get out of here. Father God, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just being good to us, Lord. Uh, thank you for just everything you're doing uh, in the lives of the people here uh, in Pass Point. I thank you for the struggles that we're going through. Uh, it lets us know that the battle is real uh, and that uh, their souls dying every day, and I pray that we would be serious about it. So i got to pray to bless the conference, bless uh, all of the signatures, all of the Bibles that are going to be made, you know the exact number that's going to happen. and. Uh, I pray that you just bless the lives of the people uh, who get them and the people who assemble them uh, this week and that you would just get the honor and the glory. Uh, I pray for those who are out for different reasons, uh, things going on, Lord. I pray you just bless them, encourage them in the Word, uh, Lord, and I pray that we would just reach out to them and encourage them. And I pray for uh, Chris and Lauren and uh, Chris's aunt and uncle again uh, this morning, Lord, as you would just uh, be the ultimate healer. Uh, I pray that you would just uh, get the honor and the glory from our lives. I pray you bless these uh, rad groups, Lord, that you would just uh, use it as a way to draw us closer to you and just be accountable to your Word uh, and just share uh, devotional uh, thoughts and just build up uh, the class as, as we do it. So I pray you just get the honor and the glory. I pray you speak through uh, Brian Calvary as he preaches this morning, and that you would just uh, really bless your word uh, through him, Lord. So I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. All right, guys, I'll see you next week.